Nikki, tell us about the ghost in your house real quick, please. Which one? The one that I just got rid of? Yeah, the ghost that you just got rid of. Well, my um, my stepdad and my sister have been smelling a lot of smoke lately. Do they smoke? Nobody smokes. Okay. Not like the when no candles, no foods cooking, they just randomly smell smoke. Okay. And Saturday night, we're sitting in the living room and my stepdad saw a white figure cross the room. A white figure? Yes. Okay. Is that an orb? <laughs> it's called an orb, right? Yeah, it is, but it's okay. a funny word. Yeah, and he thought it was positive, not a negative one like that we've had before. Like a happy ghost. Um, and a so happy orb. He decided to sage the house again. Stage the house. No sage. Sage the house. You guys have sage available to burn in the house? We do because this is the third time we've had to sage our house. If you had a, you've had a lady come over and sage it for you in the past, yeah, right? Yeah, last time we had a spirit. Um, advisor lady. I don't know what her official title, but she came in. Like the poltergeist lady? Oh! Caroline's in the TV. No, no. There's peace in the night. um, She found a wormhole. A wormhole? A wormhole in my stepdad's office. Okay. She put her finger in the wormhole? No. In your dad's orifice? There were two kids. Office. Okay. There were two um, dad or two kids playing around it. Oh, boy. There was an old man Mm. um, by... uh, by a desk of um, antique desks we have, and then also um, there was somebody from my family's past that refused to leave our house. Y'all didn't pay for this, did you? Did you pay to get ghost busted? So what? How much did you pay? I don't know. So you had four ghosts in your house? Yeah. Two, two adults, two children. <laughs> yeah. And who was the family member who wouldn't leave the house? And was he an evil family member? Uh, he was just a, fa- a past family member that we can't have hello guys oh jeez it's me your ghost host <laughs> are you by any wormholes or portals or anything right now ghost host i'm in the wormhole in nikki's dad's office this wormhole okay. has no windows it's been closed and no doors your challenge to find a way out of my wormhole now, why won't your friends leave Nikki's house and let her shower in peace? They're waiting for Nikki to acknowledge that Lady Gaga looked ravishing yesterday. Hmm? No, not gonna happen. Not District 1, but a woman who loves our country. And a lot of gold glitter. I mean, red glitter. <laughs> Let's get back on task. A ghost house, was the Super Bowl halftime show live last night? There are certain things that even the ghost host won't go near. I will say this. Beyonce has one magnificent booty. (laughs) Am I right? Is it true that you wanted to do a triple kiss with Peyton Manning and Papa John? He smells like garlic knots. Step lively, folks. Please do not pull down on the lap bar of your doom buggy. I didn't know ghosts like booty. I will remove it for you. Everyone likes booty. Why did Peyton Manning say he was going to drink Budweiser's? He's a corporate shill. <laughs> and so are you. The ghost host? I don't think the ghost host is, but Drew Garabo is. The ghost host is no corporate shill. <laughs> but please buy your batteries from EverReady. Thank you. So, Nikki, what do you do? You go around with the sage. You didn't have the ghost lady last night, so you had to do it on your own. So you go around with the sage, and then you have to chant something? 
You don't. You have to talk to the ghost and ask them to Talk leave. to me, Nikki. <laughs> so you go in a circle around the house and into each room, and then my stepdad is the one who does this, um, and he says, call on Archangel Gabriel and Michael and bless Mother Mary and Jesus to cleanse the room I am in. Wow. Send them to the light. Let them know it's okay to go to the light. Amen. And you do that in each room. Is it okay to go to the light? It is. Please Bud leave Light? My house. <laughs> I'm a corporate whore just like Peyton Manning. <laughs> I really believe in ghosts, guys. I really believe in you, too. What has this ghost done to you personally, Nikki? Um, Finger blast? not even gonna answer <laughs> like uh they i have actually my my phone's moved once oh um they've thrown rocks off the of shelves oh, turn lights um the light on in the living room yes rocks. you have rocks on a shelf uh, my stepdad collects uh gems and rocks so yeah ghost host what do you do when you're not making cameos on the drew Grubble live show or working at disney glad you asked I just sit around and play with my wormhole. <laughs> I haunt. I'm an amateur haunter. Are you a rock tosser? I've never tossed a rock, but I do believe in the archangel Peter Gabriel. I want to be your sledgehammer, Nikki. Big time. I'm on my way. I'm making it. Goodbye. So if your whole family was trying to get rid of the ghost, Nikki, what was your job yesterday? I didn't have to do anything. It was my stepdad who did it. I'd like to know how much they charge for this. Me too. That's a racket. Whatever I'll, I'll do it, it for half the price we next got, time. My stepdad texted me. Last time when the lady came, it was 25 because she was a family friend. 25 bucks? It was cheap. <laughs> 25 bucks to get ghosts out of your and house. she just gets to say, like, you get know, out of here, I, Lord I, Jesus, I really Jesus Lord. I really believe that there were ghosts in our house because she gave details that she would have never had any clue about with one one that was in my house. She had no idea, and he didn't want to leave. I, be I believe you, Nikki. I don't know if you're serious or not. I, I no, really can't tell if you're trolling me. No, I'm legit serious. I believe in ghosts. Okay. I do. All right. Hey, everybody's got to believe in something. I believe it's time to go to break, but thank you very much. I hope that uh, you keep us abreast of uh, further sage encounters. Sage. There, was a, there was a peeping Tom when you were in the shower, though, right? Well, okay, the first time that my- I liked what I saw. <laughs> Looks the like you dropped the soap. Who's got the wormhole now? <laughs> well, the first time my parents went to one of those stores to get the sage, and the lady was like, You're, there's a portal from a door that leads into the house. It's a bathroom to the outside. That's my door. There's ghosts coming through my door and watching me in the shower. Do you ever talk trash to the ghost at night? Like, get out of my room, you perverted ghost. No, I wish. You like that ghost? Next, you like that? Next time, I will yell at them. You I never have. I usually just feel a presence and why, it freaks me out. Why don't you let the ghost in? And then the ghost might get comfortable and tell you what he wants. It's not like they knock on the door and say, hey, let me in. It's a ghost. Knock, knock. Who's there? <laughs> Interrupting ghost. Boo. I'm not finishing your joke. Okay, I've got a great knock-knock joke for you. You started. Nope. You don't know any of my ruining all of my good material. I'll help you out, Ghost host. I like you. Thank you. I've got a great knock-knock joke for you. You started. Knock-knock. Who's there? I don't know. <laughs> Pull my finger. Let's find out what's good with Garabo personally by uh, bringing to the airwaves my 12-year-old son, Xander. What up, dude? What up? What are you doing? Nothing much. 
Good. Uh, do you know what significance today has in uh, your history? Um, well, <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, something very significant happened 12 years ago today. Do you know what it is? No. I didn't think you would. Uh, 12 years ago today, the New England Patriots had defeated the Carolina Panthers in the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah. 12, uh, that was a Sunday. And then today is the day that you were sick. Uh, after the Super Bowl, uh, you crawled around. You were seven months old. You were crawling around your room. You wouldn't sleep. So I let you just crawl around the floor. You were crawling all over me, snotting all over me because you had a cold. And, uh, you know, babies get colds, but something told me just to take you to the pediatrician. I took you to the pediatrician. He said, well, you're just a worrisome father. He has a cold. I said, okay. And he said, it's been a couple of weeks since I've seen little Xander. While you're here, let me just kind of, you know, mess with him a little bit. See if he's all right. So he's poking and prodding you as doctors do. Pokes your stomach a little bit. And on one side, your stomach felt a little bit hard. And he said, what's this right here? I said, I, I don't know. He's got a little belly on him. He's seven months old. He eats. He said, well, it feels a little bit weird to me. Let me, uh, let me just do some x-rays. I said, okay, sure, do some x-rays. He does some x-rays and says, well, you know, it's probably nothing, but I'm not seeing anything on these x-rays, and I'm not really happy about that. Uh, let me go ahead and send you down to the Arnold Palmer Hospital for children and women. That's when I started to get a little bit worried, a little bit. You know, he sent me down there to get a CT scan for you. We didn't have an appointment, so we waited about two hours in the radiology waiting room, and uh, you were not a very patient baby, I will say that. Not much has changed there, except you're no longer a baby. Uh, I was holding you in my arms. You're crying. Finally, after about two hours in the waiting room, they squeezed us in. They put you in a CT scan machine, which basically you lay on your back at a little baby, and you get wheeled into this machine that does an x-ray of your entire body. They pull you out. You came back into my arms. They had me sit there in the room. I, I'll never forget this. I'm looking, and the room has a, a, an aquatic theme to it. There are shamus all over the walls and crap. And I'm sitting there holding you, and I'm looking through the glass, and I see uh, I see doctors and nurses gathering around your chart. And it was then when I realized that this was not going to be a very normal doctor visit. So, uh, and I'm sure you don't remember any of this, by the way. Uh, and, I don't. Good. Uh, they, uh, the nurses came out, and they said, Mr. Garabo. And I said, yes. And they said, you know your son only has one working kidney, right? And I said, I don't know that at all. They said, okay, sit right there. Uh, Dr. Judy, whatever her name is, is going to be right with you. So I sat there, and the doctor came out, and she said, your son has only had one working kidney since birth. Uh, he's had a tumor about the size of a grapefruit surrounding his kidney. Uh, we're going to have to remove the tumor. We're going to remove his kidney in the process. He can live a full life with only one kidney, but... This tumor is probably what's called a Wellms tumor. They're usually cancerous. With aggressive chemotherapy, there's a good chance that your son can live a productive life. As a father, when you hear the word chemotherapy, your mind goes to your son going bald, your son in chemo. They then handed us off to another doctor, Dr. Ross Morgan. I'll never forget him. Uh, who said, you know what, I'm not 100% convinced that this is uh, that this is a cancerous tumor. We're going to remove your son's tumor. We're going to remove his kidney. They put you in the hospital. 
it was a Monday. They scheduled the surgery for Wednesday. Wednesday came. They did the surgery. They took you out of surgery. You were in critical care. You, that night, had they had to put your arms in splints, which basically hold your arms yeah, immobile. I saw pictures of that, and I've heard about that. You saw pictures of it? Yeah. Yeah. They had so that I wouldn't rub my nose because I rub my nose so dry that it started like blistering and stuff. Yeah, they uh, they gave you morphine for the pain, uh, and uh, because of that, it it makes your nose real itchy. And you had scratched your nose so much that it was bloody and raw. So they wouldn't. They had to like literally splint your arm so that you couldn't scratch your nose anymore. And I can easily remember, even though it was twelve years ago today, uh, your little tiny hands holding my finger. And thinking to myself how helpless I felt because you didn't know why you were there. You were a little baby. We're in the critical care unit. Uh, there are babies all around us in various states of suffering. And uh, I didn't know what they were going to pull out. I didn't know what they had pulled out of you. I didn't know what the prognosis was going to be. They, um, you know, they came to me uh, that night and, and I just sat with you all night. I didn't get any sleep. You didn't sleep either. All you could do is cry. And I told you time and time again that I was always going to look out for you, that uh, you would never need to worry about anything, that I was always going to protect you. Uh, we stayed in the Arnold Palmer Hospital pediatric cancer floor, where in every other room, there's a kid bald from chemotherapy. They had been there so long that their names were up on the door. Their parents grieving because they had kids with cancer. And I thought that was going to be our life together. I thought you were going to have to go through chemotherapy I thought that we were going to have to deal with that for the rest of our lives. And then, miraculously, they called me the next day after surgery. They did what's called a biopsy on your tumor. They uh, found that the tumor was what's called benign, no cancer. You've been back to the, uh, to the doctor multiple times every year since. They test your blood work. They test your urine. And um, miraculously... You're a healthy 12-year-old kid with straight A's, a black belt in Taekwondo, and a dad who's still going to do anything that I can do to look out for you, man. So, you know, I just wanted to, uh, during our segment, What's Good with Garabo, you're what's good with Garabo. You're healthy, and uh, and I love you to pieces, man. All right, you too. <laughs> I knew that was coming. There's a picture, by Is the that way. that it? That's the tumor that they pulled oh, out of my man. son. At seven months That's old. That's it? That's the tumor. That's that looks like a like an apple or an orange or something huge, like as big as a grapefruit. And uh, there he is getting prepped for surgery. Um, I know you don't remember any of that. And I don't say any of that to scare you or anything. I just, uh, you know, I want you to know that uh, that you're what's good with me. And uh, you know, this day is something that I never, uh, I'll never ever forget. All right, you too. <laughs> you just want him to say he loves you, right? No, I mean, you know, you don't have to or anything, but, uh, you know, I just want to let I you know. You what? I love you, Dad. That's why I do that. I know. I love you, too. Um, so get, too. Get, back, <laughs> get back to your homework, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at home. But uh, just, you know. Well, who cares that I had a tumor? Patriots won. What? <laughs> The Patriots won, didn't they? They did win that year. Yes, they did. Yeah, it was actually the shortest I had ever enjoyed a Patriots victory because I quickly forgot that my favorite football team had uh, had ever won. So uh, thank you anyway for, uh, for, for joining us on the air today, and, and thank you for being my son.